Hello, everybody. Pull up a cup of hot tea or a drink and a chair. And it's time for some more stories here for In the Dark. Sitting in the Dark by Candlelight, because that's the name of the channel. So, um, the story I have for you tonight is about a house that I moved into when I was younger. I um, had a boyfriend and he lived on this road and I was a little excited to move to this house because the house actually, the road that went by the house connected to the road that went by his house. So he could drive back roads. And this was kind of back when we were like partying and things like that. So we thought we could just sneak around and drive these back roads. If we had a couple drinks too many and we would be fine, you know, well, I mean, I was more worried about him. I wasn't much of a drinker, but he kind of liked to, to drink. And so I thought, well, you know, this would be perfect. So he moves to Michigan and he tells me he's never coming back. And uh, when he gets to Michigan, he calls me and he asks me if I would marry him. <laughs> so that was shocking. And we stayed in touch the six weeks he was in Michigan. And then one day he decided to show up at my work and asked me if he could stay with me. And I wasn't ecstatic about this because I really didn't want to live with anybody. So I think I had lived in the house for two nights prior to him coming back. And the one night I was there, the first night I was with family. And the second night I was by myself. And so I had had all these clothes in the bedroom. I was sleeping in this back. The, the house was like a V. It, it, it was like there was one wing of the house and it had like this huge living room. And then it veed off to another wing of the house. It had a swimming pool. It was beautiful. It had huge yard, swimming pool, everything you could ever want. And it was just gorgeous. I loved it. It was like, well, like I said, it was on a back road. So it was pretty neat. And uh, so the second night I was alone and I slept back in the bedroom. I fell asleep when like all these clothes, I don't know how they got on the floor, if I had dumped them or if... You know, there was just piles of them. I mean, people helped me move and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'm sleeping. And all of a sudden, I heard something wake me up. I thought I was dreaming. But I woke up. It was such an impact of a wake up. It was so strong and so powerful. I heard this booming voice say, Gracie, and it just, it literally shot me right out of my sleep. Like I jolted up, like I was coming out of a dead sleep and something just really strongly said my name. They yelled it and I woke up saying, what? And I sat straight up and I was just looking around like, what in the world was that? And I had always been somebody that's been very spiritual. Um, I've always been connected to spirits. I never ever slept in a house alone much because I, I'm like psychic. Like I, I have abilities. I can 
feel things. I can, I can get, I see visions. I get premonitions and the spirit world crowds me and I can feel them. So it's very unlike me to sleep in a house alone, especially without lights on and alone in general. Like I just, I just keep people around me. Even if it's just one person, I'm fine, you know, but it buffers it. But if there's nobody around me, I just get so crowded. But for some reason that night, I don't know why, but I didn't have anybody with me. I'm in this new house. It's huge. I didn't know it. And I should have known better, but I just, I would think I was exhausted and I just wanted to go back to the house to sleep, move and stuff and working and just everything. It was a lot. So, um, I woke up to this voice and I just sat there just stunned and I looked around and I knew something had happened, but I just couldn't, there was nothing after once I woke up, I couldn't put my finger on it. Bear with me. My allergies are acting up, so I have to hopefully not do this in two parts. <laughs> um, so, uh, Matt came home the next day or that, that night, I'm sorry, that day is when he came home and I was ecstatic. I felt really relieved because I really didn't want to, that was the beginning of me realizing something was there, you know? So he came home and moved his stuff to the house and we thought it was great. We were just in love with the place and stuff started happening like everything started breaking down we had these enormous spiders things that looked like like double-sized tarantulas they were wood spiders and i had no idea wood spiders could get that big these things were huge and uh one day he was outside in the driveway he had a basketball hoop up and he was playing basketball with a bunch of the kids in the family and I was in my bedroom and I heard my sister call my name. It's my sister, Laura. She called my name. She said, Tracy, it's plain as day. Like you can't even imagine how clear plain this was. And she was living like in Harrisburg. And I was, I was saying, what? You know, I knew nobody was in the house with me. And she said it again. And I said, what? And I was like, Laura, sorry, I'm just turning my face here. And I was like, Laura, is that you? Because I was shocked that she was here. She had just moved to Harrisburg and there was nothing, no answer. And I looked outside and I yelled to everybody. I said, you know, is Laura here? And they all said, no, she's not. And I was nuts. And I was like, I just heard her call my name. So. That was the start of me realizing that something was going on. Sorry, I'm kind of chilly. Um, something was going on in the house. Then it led into just feelings I would get. I don't know. I would just, it was always when I was alone, Matt would be working. And I remember the one night I was where I was all the way at the end. We had two living rooms. So we had like a sitting room and then a big living room. And the sitting room area was right off of the driveway, thank God. And it, um, you'd walk in from the driveway into the sitting room. And it was a really nice big room. But I was in there and I was cleaning. 
and I was alone and I suddenly got this really horrific feeling that I literally couldn't walk past this door. I couldn't even walk outside of this room to go to the bathroom, which was right outside of the room. I was terrified and there was no reason. I was absolutely paralyzed with fear. There was nothing that happened, nothing that was said, nothing that I heard, nothing. I just became paralyzed with fear. And I knew something was outside of that room. I knew that there was something there. So I called Matt at work and asked him, you know, what time he was coming home and that type of stuff. He said, soon. And uh, I waited for him. I just, I couldn't wait till he got there. And I felt so much better once he was there. I don't know what it is about having people around us. I don't know why it buffers out spirits, but for some reason it really does. Like it, it makes an unbearable, frightening situation more tolerable. Like it's like, I, I just think of it as a buffer. Like it just, it's just something that when people show up, you just feel like you can cope with it, you know? Safety in numbers type thing. So, so we lived there and things continued and we just continued living as usual and things kept breaking down. Like furnaces would go bad, water wasn't right, like just everything was going wrong. And he felt it too. He started feeling something was really off in the house. It was really wrong. And we just couldn't, we just felt like there was something there. And then we got to the point where we realized that there was something like a demon or something. It felt like a demon that was like in our closet, it was like in our bedroom. And there were three bedrooms to the house, technically and two bathrooms and the bedrooms were all down the other wing of the house and i remember we used to feel like something was watching us outside like we would be outside and it felt like something sinister was inside and it was watching us from the windows it almost had like that amityville horror effect to it you know it was just crazy like even the pool was going bad things were just crazy up there so Suddenly, um, one night we were just sitting there and the lights started. At this point we had some relatives living with us and we just like younger people that were with us and the lights started flickering for no reason. There's no reason why lights should just start, start off and on. These weren't, this wasn't like there was trouble with the electric or something where the lights flicker I got to take that back it, they weren't flickering they were being turned off and on so there's a difference between a flicker like something's wrong with the you know the line and somebody is turning the light off and on off and on off and on like over and over that's what was happening and it was just horrifying got to the point where Everybody got so afraid of that wing of the house. We all ended up sleeping out in the living room together. People brought mattresses out. We all had mattresses. This living room was huge. I mean, it was enormous. You'd sw it was like the size of an indoor swimming pool area. And the, then it had like these beautiful French glass doors that went out into the terrace where the swimming pool was. 
and we all ended up in the living room together. And it was just something, I think about two to three months later, everybody moved out. It was just a really crazy situation. You had to feel it. You had to feel the evil that we felt. Like you knew something was there. You knew something was wrong. And you knew you just needed this. So we did. And it was a shame because it was really a pretty house. But the wolf spiders alone were enough to make you move. I mean, that was a frightening experience to see spiders that big. Then we ended up moving to another house that ended up having, there was a known ghost there that the people that lived there before us told us about. <laughs> and we were just like, wow, we just can't get away from this, you know? But we lived there pretty peacefully. It was something where you just felt it when you were up in the attic area, which was like another bedroom. And you knew it was there, but I guess as long as we left it alone and it left us alone, everybody was okay. So that was cool as far as that goes with the, that, that spirit in that house was really a, a non-invasive spirit. Um, so yeah, that was uh, something that I will never get over. I'll never forget that house and neither will he. And... We've just had every house we've ever lived in. We've always had feelings of something there. You can always feel if there's a spirit in a house and pretty much if it's a bad spirit or not. So the house we moved into after that, we lived there for a while and this house it was home, you know, we really loved it, but things happened in the house. We, we actually, I got, I became interested in the ghost hunting stuff and it ended up buying me a ghost hunting kit. And uh, so we, we started doing like, it wasn't anything bad. It, like not, I'm not bad, but I mean, it wasn't anything where, we did this stuff, you know, constantly, or we got real serious about it, but we would go down to the basement and we would ask questions and things like that. And when we would go upstairs, we would hear things, you know, like we asked it, it's, it's its name and we got the name James and you could hear it very clearly. So we started doing this because we felt something was in the house. Um, there was a point where one of our family members was walking up the steps in the house and we used to have a lot of gatherings and stuff there and a lot of people over because we had a swimming pool that we put in and they were walking up the stairs as they were walking they looked in and saw a telephone that was sitting on the desk that we had taken out of the wall and it was sitting there and so they walked up the steps and they said when they came back down the very same telephone fell on their head from up and that was just like these people that were telling the, the stories that we heard 
that lived with us, you know, all of us together, none of us would make things up. We just wouldn't do that. We wouldn't need to. There's no reason to. Um, and there were some other occurrences in the house that were, you just knew something was um, I almost died. And there was just different things that happened. Um, the one thing that really disturbed me was there was a bedroom upstairs that was shared by two people. And Matt had left. He had moved out. We were gonna book, we were splitting up at the time. Thought we were. And he moved out for I don't know, maybe two weeks, something like that. And when he came back, the two the two girls that were in the bedroom said they heard this really demonic voice come out of the closet and really boomingly say, get him out. So that was, and after that night, they slept downstairs in the living room. They never, we made the one room into a bedroom downstairs and we turned the, basically the living room, we all just kind of crashed on the couch. We had a big sectional couch and it just made us realize that you know, no matter where we went, we just were faced with the fact that they either followed us or they were just sensitives and we know like when they're there. So we've had, a, we've had some interesting things happen to us. In the house we live in now, there are so many things I'm going to have to save that for another time. Um, those are some of the things that we've dealt with. Um, the reason I mentioned my psychic ability and I say psychic, so I've had a lot of times in my life where I've actually, I don't know why, but it's always death. I predict death and I'm not sure why I do this or how I do it, but I'll just get visions of something and it happens. And a lot of times it's focused on death. And this happened to me just recently with my sister. My sister passed away. And I have this documented. I have the emails I can actually post up. I'll do that. Um, I'm going to have to find them. And I will put them in a link or a picture. I'm not sure how to do that. I'll have to figure that out. But you can see, you know, that I wrote that something was wrong. I, uh, it was about three days before my sister died. I started getting shaky. My stomach started shaking, like vibrating, kind of like a shaky feel. And I kept thinking about my two sisters. They were born a year apart and they're really close. So everything they did, it was like they were twins. And um, so I couldn't tell which one I was thinking about, which one, it was something was wrong. I knew something was wrong and I couldn't put my finger on it. So I called my aunt and I told her we were talking and both came to the conclusion that it was probably my one sister. They both had issues, but the one especially was really bad off with alcoholism. And we don't know if she was doing other stuff too, but she had some issues and she had a long battle with it. She was really young. 
beautiful girl, just beautiful. And uh, I called, I think it was the night after I messaged my dad and I said, dad, there's something wrong with the girls. And he said, you know, what do you mean? And I, he, he asked like if they were, if it was his girls, he was, ta I was talking about like my sisters. And I said, yeah, it's Jackie or Laura. And he asked me to call one, the one, because the other one I was on really, the one that passed away, I was on bad terms with her just because of her lifestyle. She was very vindictive and did some really bad things. She just liked to kind of tear our family apart and gossip and say things that were just not really nice things about each other. And it, what ended up happening was we all ended up just really upset with each other thinking that, you know, she was telling us the truth and believing some of the drama and the lies that she would come up with. And I don't know where she came up with this stuff or why, but she just basically turned into a troublemaker and it was probably from the drinking and stuff. So I didn't really want to call her. I loved her and I wanted her to be okay, but I didn't want to call her because every time I did, it just, she would get nasty with you after a couple of days of talking to you. So I called my one and I said, I asked her if she was okay. And she said she was. And I said, okay, I have a really weird feeling about you, about you or my other sister, Jackie. I said, something's wrong. And so we talked and then I got off the phone. I went to bed that night and I thought to myself, it was either that night or the next night that I needed to call Jackie. I needed to tell her I loved her. <clears throat> I just needed to tell her I loved her no matter what, just to let her know. But I didn't have her current phone number, I didn't think. So I thought, well, I'll wait till the next day to talk to my dad and get her phone. And I woke up the next day to everybody in my family telling me that they loved me and how sorry they were for me, how sorry they were. And I just jolted out of bed and went to school. And then at the end of one of the, one of the messages, about, you know, one of the first messages I got, one of my family members said, I'm sorry, I love you, Jackie. Last night. And I just sat there. It's just it was just surreal, you know, that I had knew something was wrong. I knew. And that's why, you know, I have I I've grown to understand that I have abilities. I don't want to run around and say I'm a psychic to that level where I'm gonna do readings for people or anything like that. I don't know if I'm that strong. I just know that I I hear and see things and they come true. I don't know what gives me that information. And I'm a very devout Christian. So I, I'm not really sure how to feel about all this. But I had different incidences in my life. I had an uncle of mine that was on a house with me. And I started feeling, I got a message I heard that I was supposed to get his will wrapped up and get the title to the house fixed. And I went out and did all this. I felt 
Like I really had to get this done. And the day we were supposed to go into the lawyer's office to sign the will, the lawyer told me he passed away. They had just heard that day. And I was just in shock. So I just ended up selling that house. Um, then there was another time I had an ex-boss of mine. I was sitting at a stoplight, stop, stop, honey, a stoplight, and I looked over at the place I used to work, and I looked back at the light, and I saw in my mind a vision of his wife and his daughter standing over his grave in black funeral clothes with a, like she had, his wife had a hat on with the net over her face. It was all black and I could see it. I was looking at them from his perspective. Had he been alive, like laying in the grave open, like he was just, he was just laying in there looking up at the sky. So I was looking up at them and I, and this was like a, a vision. And I went, I went home and I told Matt, I said, you know, I just had a vision that so-and-so died of, of his funeral. And this guy had a couple health problems, but nothing, it was just normal stuff. Nothing was pressing that anybody knew of. Um, he's still running his business and his family. Two months later, one of my family members came in and said, he passed away that day. He woke up and dropped over of a heart attack. And I was just, you know, it gets kind of like, wow, this is getting a little bit weird, you know. I also had a clock that I would wind up, and every time I wound this clock, somebody would die that I loved. So I stopped winding this clock. It sat for years, not moving. And I decided to start winding it and it had a minute, the minute hand, big hand was, it ran slow. It was a minute behind and it would never reach the 12. It would kind of like, like go from like right before the 12 to right after it kind of. And every time I wound it, I noticed somebody would die. So I stopped thought about burying it or selling it. And I thought, no, I don't even want anybody to ever touch it. So it hangs on my wall and it doesn't get that. It's a beautiful clock. So I've had some stuff. And then uh, right after, there's many other stories, dreams I've had, um, other things too that have happened in my life that made me understand that I had abilities with stuff, um, with the spirit realm. I hear God talk to me had miracle healings with things like my dental stuff, things that you just, I have so many stories to tell you of my life. My life has been very eventful and just, just interesting. Um, but right after my sister died, I was in the shower and I was washing my hair and I saw this vision of this really crazy snowstorm that came in and I heard in my head unprecedented snowstorm and I felt like all this, it was all gray around me. The snow was deep and it was actually hanging off of trees, like really, really like lots of inches on the trees. And I stood in the shower and I thought, I said, God, why are you showing me a snowstorm? 
like, why are you showing me this? And I couldn't figure it out. I didn't get an answer. And I just, I didn't really understand why I was seeing this. You know, it was really strong. It was, it was, it was a beautiful picture, but it felt real lonely. It had like a sense of real loneliness to it. And the next day we didn't, I didn't even know we were getting snow. Like uh, I, I think we, we heard that we might get a little snow or something. Nobody knew we were getting snow like this. We had the most, the, the more snow than I've ever seen in my life hit through, come in to the point where when I opened up my back door, it was like an ocean of snow. It was so deep. It was scary. It was actually scaring me because I, I it was just, it was the deepest snow I've ever seen ever. Even the streets. I mean, you wouldn't even believe what it looked like. It was just insane. And I then realized that that is why I saw this vision, but I don't understand what the purpose of the vision was other than maybe to make sure I had food in or something. I wasn't sure, or maybe I just saw it. I don't know, but this is the stuff that I deal with. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating, but I, I would like to see more positive things. I told the Lord, although I've got lots of premonitions of like when mail comes, like I'll think of something and it comes in the mail like that day or the next day, things I haven't even heard from in months or, you know, if somebody knocks at the door, I know who it is without looking. Um, or I, I always know, like, I just, I, I can feel it. It's like, I can sense it. I, I feel like I put these feelers out into the universe and I can just detect stuff. It's, it's just, it's a strange way to explain it, but that's just the best I can do. So that's tonight's stories for you. Little tidbits of stuff. Um, I have loads more and I would like to get people to email me with their stories and have them on to talk and write stories and send them to me. I really want pictures. So I want videos. Anything you have, I will post. I don't think there's a point to holding anything back. The one thing that drives me a little crazy about some of the channels is that they'll talk about pictures and videos, but they won't post them. And they say it's because people make fun of them or they'll just say bad things about it, say they're fake and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of people that won't do that. And you put them up for the people that won't do that. So it, that's what I'd like to do. And I um, really would like to hear some stories about vampires, little people, uh, reptilians. There's some things I'm interested in. And I don't think we have enough of those stories. We have a lot about dogmen and we have a lot about Bigfoot. But the other stories, I'm a little fascinated with some of that stuff because the people that talk about the encounters that they get are pretty credible sounding. And because of that, I'm fascinated to know more about this stuff. When I was a kid, I the legend I always loved was the vampire legends. But, I mean, I'll take anything you have. And um, I just think it's important to share this and any missing person cases as well, I think are really, really important to share. And I would get on as many channels as you can to hear as much as you can and really educate yourself and prepare yourself so you can protect yourself and your family because something's going on, people. This isn't a joke. It's not fairy tale land. There is something that's going on 
massive cover-up from our government because they know things that they won't, they're not telling us. And you know they know. They have to know. They know everything. So we need to just band together and keep each other safe. And I pray that we do that and just keep these stories coming, keep getting as many people as we can to be opened up to this and understand that when they go hiking and camping, they may not be safe. Sorry about my nose. It's pretty clogged up right now. I've got having some allergy issues. <laughs> so bear with me. I sound pretty nasally, <laughs> but um, just, you know, let's just really keep this going and really just try to help each other. So anything you guys have, let me have. I have a link to my email address down in the description box. So send me what you have and any interest you have in talking and uh, telling stories. It doesn't have to be your stories. It can be family or friends or people you've heard. It can be anything. So love to hear from some hunters. I'm, I've heard there are hunters out there that actually hunt. I'm talking about hunters that hunt, you know, cryptids and, and uh, just everything, spirits, demons, whatever. So if there's any hunters of the supernatural form, uh, please, you know, hit me up and let's hear some things that you have to say. You guys have a great evening. God bless you. And I will be back soon. Take care.